I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. We're cooling out. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. We're cooling out. Yo, welcome back to Coolin' Out. We back another week. Kev. Sal. Rel. Y'all already know what it is. Listen up. I'm tired of telling y'all motherfuckers. Y'all gonna listen to me now. Y'all gonna listen clear. I'm joking, but I love y'all. First, let me say that I love y'all. Second of all, seriously, we need y'all to rate the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, was it Stitcher, uh, Google, Google Play. Play. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we are, just go out, you know, rate, share, subscribe. We make it easy for y'all. We tell y'all who y'all can share it with. Your grandmother, mm-hmm. your side chick, your main chick, all the above. Your side nigga, your main nigga. You never know. <laughs> but you need to share the podcast. And that's it. That's all I got to say. Let's get right into it. Right. So we joined tonight no, by no, no. City, a.k.a. Mando from the Bando. What's, what's good, up, man? What's up, man? It's good to be here with yeah, y'all, man. man. Thank we you appreciate you coming through, through man. Man, appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah, not a problem, man. So talk to the people. Let people know who you are. Like just. Shoot, man. They call me City, man. From Low East Side, Manhattan, LES. You know, I just I just do my thing, man. I'm an artist, but I'm more than an artist. I'm an entrepreneur, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we got this brand right now called the Sourpuff Boys. And if you hear it, you know, automatically it's a pe- it's a play off that old cartoon, the Powerpuff Girls. That used to be my shit. Yo, honestly, I used to like it, too. I used They're to like that. That shit was fire. I remember they had it on, like, it was a Sunday, and they had, like, cartoon countdowns. Wow. And they used to be, like, number. Debuted, like. Mm-hmm. I used to be, like, no, I'm not going to lie. Blossom. If I was a cartoon, don't tell me you had a crush. Nah, I had it when I was younger. I had a crush on Blossom. Yeah, I didn't see that one. You only child? Uh At that time, my brother's eleven years older. You you only child? I can tell. (laughs) Nah, chill. Blossom was a shit. She was the leader. She ran shit. You cut that off. Too much information. My bad. Go ahead. Word, B. We ain't ain't editing that shit out. Never, never. That was totally worth it though. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But um yeah, pretty much it's a play off that cartoon. And um remember actually they had one Rowdy episode, Rough Boys. Exactly with the Rowdy <laughs> Rough Boys. I remember really when I used this. to draw, like I, I really really came from being an artist to the point I used to draw in back in junior high school. Mm-hmm. And I would draw pictures in and try to make my own cartoons. So I kinda just liked that idea and ran with it. And now that I'm older, I guess I came back to it, twisted it up for the weed culture. And that's pretty much what it is. It's like the Sour Puff Boys is a it's a it's a lifestyle culture brand. So mm-hmm. it's like anything that has to do with the weed lifestyle culture, 
that's the lifestyle we in. That's that's what we a part of. So we're, what we'll end up doing a lot of times is going around to these events that's like 420 friendly, mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying? A lot of these states and cities that are starting to, you know, legalize it and all of that stuff. We go there and we try to, you know, associate ourselves with the brands who are coming up. You know, we do different things. We we got a lot of things planned in the works, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's, um pretty much the gist of it and just to go into a little bit of detail we just been getting booked up for a lot of the uh the events because we're known for um we're known for selling pastries with flower power in them if you if you flower power yeah they got flower power (laughs) they got sour flower power (laughs) (laughs) that's that mojo we're gonna have to come out with a that would be fire word i gotta taste that pause Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna let that slide. Nah, Mojo, Mojo Jojo was. Don't like say that shit again, nigga. The illest feeling. That's why I said pause, though. You did. You did. Still, my bad. But yeah, sour power, sour power flower. Word. So pretty much, that's what you know. That's one of the main things. But it don't stop there. It's just you know the music is heavily connected with that culture, mm-hmm. and that's really kind of where I started with it. Like I used to draw, but then I really got into music, and um. Once I got into music, I noticed after a while, like it was cool. I was getting better at it, but I felt like it wasn't connecting with people as as much as I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So then I just started. I kind of stopped for a while, fell back from it, and then when I came back to it, because I was inspired by my friends who like they started rapping and they was rapping about stuff that was actually going on around them. So I kind of came back at it with that twist, and I was like, how could I put a name to it that's going to make people live like us or who could relate to us you know make Mm -hmm. them see that and hear it and want to you know come towards it or whatever and that's when i kind of thought of the sour puff boys i was like yo we're gonna start off like this if they hear this they when they see the brand the logo i actually got the little business card right here you know what i'm saying when you see the logo it's like you see what they holding they holding little bleezies and everything (laughs) (laughs) one of them got the book bag one of them got the money so it's like you see it you laugh and you get it you know what i'm saying like no that's a tough that's a tough illustration like if if they see that they like either they get it or they don't so it's like right off top yeah it's not a back and forth whether you like it or not whether you you know what i'm saying either you get it you don't either you're part of that or you're not so So who's a part of the south puff boys well it's like a collective of us right now but the main three right now who are pushing as far as the business side is me myself my best friend uh david and uh my his girlfriend actually sade she's a pastry chef who uh studied under chef j mm-hmm. and uh you know they worked at several restaurants they actually worked at uh sweet chick together oh they got sweet chick in the lower east side in brooklyn if y'all ever been got to that you, got dope you. spot chicken best and waffles, chicken and waffles spot, ever where they you know they had worked at a couple restaurants but that was the one where they met at and then they realized they had similar interests they got together and you know just actually y'all could keep that you know what i'm saying but Keep uh, yeah, it. Once they once they got uh, uh they got it together, we just you know ran with it because it was like what she had going on. She was already trying to be a pastry chef. We had nothing to do with that, and we was already. I was me personally. I was trying to do the music, and my friend David just you know he always wanted to be like the lawyer, businessman type. So with the three of us combined, it was like okay. We each bring something separate to the table that's needed that the other one couldn't really do. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so we kind of cover each other's, you know, weaknesses with our strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So we we actually a pretty good team, but you know, there's a couple more of us. I want to expand on it. I want to, you know, bring more artists under more. And when I say artists, I don't just mean like music artists, rappers and singers. I mean like actual painting artists. Like if you follow me on Instagram, sometimes I post up <clears throat> paintings from up and coming artists because a lot of these events we get invited to are art events or open mic events. So got I, you. You know, sometimes <laughs> I was at this event two weeks ago, right? From the minute I walked in, I swear I seen these two paintings. One was of Rihanna, the other one was Andre 3000. The one of Andre 3000 had his verse written out that he spit on that uh, wedding track. I forgot with Pimp C and uh, Bun B and all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, international, international, international play, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. play, yeah, exactly. Fire, so, fire, right? <laughs> Once I seen it, I was like, I have to have that. <laughs> you know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I have to have that. Mm-hmm. By the end of the night, I walked out with that. I put it on Snapchat, Instagram, everything. I wanted to give him his credit before I even got it. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the night, I walked up to him like, how much are you selling these paintings for? Because, you know, that's how much I appreciate art. Like, I just love it from every side of it. The paintings, the singing, the, you know, have you express yourself. Yeah, I, I want that one, throw it in the bag. Exactly, I want yeah. That I one, throw it in the bag. I wasn't balling, but I was like, yeah, I have to have those pains. It was crazy. But no, that's tough. I'll just say that to say, you know, the South Puff Boys, we trying to expand and make it, like I said, a whole lifestyle culture brand and not be limited to one thing. So it could be like we working on a South Puff Boys event right now. Hopefully we aiming for like the end of March or maybe even April. Who knows? Maybe April 20th, mm-hmm. 420. That might be nice. That's, that that would nice. be that perfect, be nice actually. Right? Yeah, we might have to aim for that. But pretty much at that event, that's going to be the first official South Puff Boys event. Like, we had done events before last year. Actually, you was there at one of the events, wasn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was there. Word. So, you know, yeah, I've been rocking with you for a minute. <laughs> Duck but... head down. Nah, I was there. It was mad fun, though. It was mad fun. <laughs> but this was, like, I think in 2014 or 15. I, I don't mean, remember going home. You know, uh, <laughs> that means it was a good party because we did have an open bar. Most of our parties is open bar. We try to get God people bless. interested. We, yeah, I'm about to roll through. We bait them in with the open bar liquor. Yo, that we, line was long as hell, too. Yeah, yeah, you sold me. <laughs> Shit. L- L- liquor. Easy sell. <laughs> Borderline alcoholic. <laughs> Didn't, wasn't it when we poured our own? It wasn't like someone was pouring it for it us. It was, but you know, it wasn't restricted. It was like after a while, I think even the bartender left and just let people oh, just take yeah. It mm, I remember so, freedom. You <laughs> say okay, because it was like it was a, a four twenty friendly event too. So you could smoke in there. So everybody was impressed about the liquor. It's not really my flow, but you know. <laughs> yo, I walked. I remember I walked into that spot. It was cloudy as fuck. Like it was like. I just couldn't see nothing, and then you right. see this long ass line. So I thought that was a line to so to like to sit down to see them like perform. Mm-hmm. It was the alcohol line. Right. <laughs> you know? The people were just drinking and drinking out of the bottles. So it was it was fun. It was a dope event though for Shit, all the artists that, that came there. If you do do that event, please extend an invite. Please, like, word, absolutely, Y'all definitely on the invite list. Word. So let's take it back a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you said, you're from the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. Like, tell us what that was like growing up in the Lower East Side. Oh, and where. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like where exactly? I mean, I'm a Delancey Street baby, you know, I'm all up and down Delancey, not to okay. get too specific, but yeah, you can always find me on Delancey Street, like, and growing up there, it was crazy, because honestly, I think that had a large, you know, influence on my upbringing, because 
like that's why I call myself city because I felt like I was raised kind of all over and inside the heart of the city like you. you know my my father he always had lived in Brooklyn you know so every time he take me for a haircut it's in Brooklyn every time he take me shopping or bowling or whatever to play basketball baseball it's in Brooklyn mm -hmm. my mom take me somewhere it might be who knows like you know, I had an aunt in the Bronx who I stayed with sometimes and an aunt in uh, Staten Island. So I just got a piece of every side, a view of every side. But mm -hmm. then to come back to the Lower East Side of Manhattan, I realized I was in the middle of all of that because it's like the trains is right up the block. It's not always yeah. like that in every neighborhood in Brooklyn or mm -hmm. Queens or, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the middle of, I could get anywhere pretty much. I could walk to Wall Street from my house. I could walk to Midtown if I really wanted to from my house. So I had to realize, yo, I'm really in the center of everything and I can't, I can't just sit here and let this opportunity pass me by. I always mm -hmm. wanted to be like a go-getter, whether, you know, like, whether it was producing, beat making, doing the art stuff, doing shows, trying to, you know, hustle in whatever way I could. I always was, I let that kind of sink in for me. Mm -hmm. That's just innate? Yeah. That drive? Definitely, definitely. I'll say I definitely get it from Lower East Side. New York City in general, but that's where I'm from. And mm -hmm. to be honest, like, the way it was set up, the specific area where I'm from, if you know how that whole strip is from, it's because it's different projects. It's Baruch, mm. it's Masaryk, it's Pitt Street, and then you got the Ave, then you got, so we literally in the middle of, then you got the bridge right there, the Lansing Street, the yeah. strip. So it's like, I'm literally in the middle of all this. I walk outside my house a lot of times. There will be times I didn't call nobody. I wouldn't call nobody to chill or hang out. I just come outside. Before I make it all the way up the block, I'm going to see somebody I know, and we're going to hang out and chill. And that's, you know, I always just yeah. picked up every side of that and just took it into my my hustle, my drive, mm -hmm. my, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to see, how I connected with people, how I didn't, you know, stuff it's like still. that. Where the love for the music, where'd that come from? Man, I think it came from my household, too. The upbringing all started as a kid, man, because, like, my mom used to play a lot of music in the house when we was kids. Like, I would go home, do my music, it would be like, you know, music playing and it's not like the I guess the good thing about it was it wasn't always just one type of music like in fact I wasn't actually even allowed to listen to like rap and hip-hop in my house mm -hmm. because you know it's like at that time yeah, that was yeah, early yeah. 90s you That's know big Tupac yeah, they was DMX want to have an album no cover with blood words. on it <laughs> exactly. my mom wasn't going for all that he think he Jesus <laughs> Remember Nas came out with the video where he's featuring? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah Carrying the really cross. Ain't like she wouldn't even let me watch that yeah, video. Yeah, me now. Yeah. That was a tough video yeah, though. Mm. It was. It was. I like Parents it. just don't yeah. understand. My nigga Will said it. For real. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was so dope and so cool, and I wanted to be a part of it even from the beginning. Like I swear, it was a point I was listening to everything. I could pick up a Backstreet Boys album and listen to it. I was. I could too. pick up a Selena album and listen yeah. to it. Because that's just what they would play around me. I could listen to Spanish music, reggae music, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Anything because they played it around me. So I was like, okay, let me just hear that song. I didn't even categorize it in my head. I was just yeah. hearing mm -hmm. that song, it's music. Then obviously as I got older, I kind of, you know, trickled into the hip hop thing. And I was like, yo, this is my thing. Because to be honest, even in school, you know how like there's math and science kids and then there's like you know what I'm saying some kids are just better with language and reading and writing and some yeah. kids is better with math and science. I liked science, all that cool stuff, but what I realized I was always more of a reader and a writer. I used to like to actually read books as a kid. Like mm -hmm. You know, until it got boring, they stopped taking the pictures out the book. And they, <laughs> <laughs> they stopped using Imagine. the colorful drawings. These niggas. I ain't reading this no more. <laughs> so as soon as that font got smaller, <laughs> as soon as like, that font got reading. Smaller, I was like, nah. 
It's like 500 words on one page. Hey. How are we supposed to this get through this? It's shit? 200 like, pages. I'm, I'm trying to get the point of the story. No it's space. Too long to get the point across. Yeah, that's true. Niggas maximizing their page space. <laughs> that's funny that you brought that up because I used to read um, Captain Underpants. <laughs> and I thought that book was fire Not only because it had pictures And the words were small But it was like a good length For kids our age that Word, day right? So it was like That's just funny you brought that up Almost like a Goosebumps kind of thing uh, you Goosebumps know? Mm. That, was, that had kids reading Yeah, yeah word I'm Goosebumps so was fire though Word They took over until Harry Potter had came around Harry Potter's generation came around Word. And the words got smaller and smaller. And the big books got, got bigger and bigger. <laughs> books got heavier and heavier. Everybody <laughs> like seven hundred pages. Oh my like, goodness! <laughs> like this. Look like a wizard sorcery book. So fucking Bible. This train gonna teach me spells. <laughs> That's dope. No, actually, from the lower, like I grew up in the lower East Side. I went to PS one ten. Oh, word, me too. That's why I was like, I, I knew you from a long time ago, but yeah. I just didn't bring it up because that sounded weird if gotcha. I brought it up like that. That is but, right. I feel you, I feel you. See, look, I'm exactly why. I'm glad you ain't that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a hater, nigga. You know that, though. Nah, you, you're not a hater. determined this already, but I just forgot. You know what I'm saying? I think we went over this one time. But. See, it's them damn pastries. Yeah, man, it's them pastries. <laughs> I be eating too much of them things, man. <laughs> no, but the, the lower, like, my godmother lives in the lower, and then I went to school in the lower, and it was like, they used to listen to house music a lot like yeah. a lot of house music and like not that i listen to this song but you know that like i'm a barbie girl yeah yeah they listen to that type of music and then like <laughs> <laughs> not that i heard it judgment free zone thank you thank you but it was funny because you would have that and and they lived on grand street and then um you know i would hang out in like Veladix and baruch and stuff like that and it was just like a totally different atmosphere in the lower east side is just like this big pot of different mm-hmm. Different types of music that mm-hmm. you don't even you don't even think about it like you said sometimes you don't even categorize it you mm-hmm. just think it's like my god sister would listen to Christina Aguilera and Backstreet Boys but mm-hmm. then she would listen to Eminem like she was a diehard Eminem fan so she should be no nah, she was the Slim Shady um, yo I just have to put the Backstreet yo. I remember like back Turn the volume ele- down ele- <laughs> Turn me up Turn- <laughs> niggas, No niggas used to be in school Like yo fuck these back I hate boys. that shit and I like, I'm, like, I'm like yo that shit trash too Get home nigga <laughs> Home in my head That's right Well NSYNC be like Ba 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 Me in the crib Jamming out in the bedroom Let me go see what Carson Daly and them Talking about on TRL TRL You see Flex with the do-rag On the corner Like that shit trash Yo Backstreet Boys trash B like what? <laughs> Nigga, what? Nigga, Bashy Boys was fire. Britney Spears, Chris, Genie in a Bottle. I, I think oh, she, that album was fire though. Yeah, I'm, I was I'm, raised I'm, on TRL TR, 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 106. Say that shit back in the days. I was like, yo, this shit trash. What a girl. Yeah, I had all them albums in the crib. But the funny thing about it, at the very same time, I would have Big Bun albums. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Which like, is funny, like, how, like, I think real music lovers, like, you have to appreciate yeah, every genre of music. To. Like, because yeah. music is music. Like, if yeah, you really appreciate music looking what back. it is, yeah, you can't be like, oh, this is mm-hmm. trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. Or, yeah, and that just all, you know, played a part in my love for music. So once I heard all of that, and I actually was like, yo, I think I really want to do this hip hop thing. I think this is me, mm-hmm. and I decided to do it. What age is this? So this I is like cut you off. fourteen. Mm-hmm. Fourteen at the time. So I was like, I right. I didn't even really know how to write a rhyme. So I dead ass would listen to Biggie like certain songs he did, 
and write what he said, right? And like, try to figure and out. Try to figure out, like, okay, how did he do this? This is what he wrote. So I was like, kind of working. Oh, backwards. that's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this is how Biggie, who's considered the greatest, wrote his rhymes. So you should do something like this. So, you know, at first I started off writing little fake rhymes about how I was running around doing shit I wasn't doing. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I said, I evolved from that. Mm -hmm. The game but, has um, go. But yeah, you know, just from there, that um, it just kept inspiring me because, like, I knew, like, I had some people who were haters and some people who were in my corner. The funny thing was, from the beginning, some people was hating, but a lot of people was actually like, yeah, I actually think you could do this. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I bet. That little bit of belief was all it took. Like, mm -hmm. so I'm going to keep going with this. And um, after that, it just transformed into a passion, like, where I was like, yo, this is what I'm gonna dedicate myself to because, like, I really like this. I, I don't just like it. I love this shit. Like, mm -hmm, you know, what yeah. I'm saying? the feeling that I get. It's to the point now. I don't really don't even like people seeing me make music. You know why? I almost get embarrassed about it. About how hype I get when I'm making the music. Mm -hmm. I'll be geeking like giggling like a little girl and shit. But it, to <laughs> me, it's funny. It's really funny when I think of a rhyme, a clever line. To me, that should be funny sometimes. So like, sometimes I don't want people to see this. I look crazy or something, but. You know, that's how serious I am with it, where it's like, yo, this is my passion, this is what I want to do. And um, crazy thing about it, a lot of times it looked like it wasn't going to happen, like to the point where a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, was like, yo, you should, you know what I'm saying, do something else. Because once you hit a certain age, realistically, life starts hitting you, you need to get a job, you need your own place to live, you need to mm -hmm. pay bills, everything like that. So that takes time away from what you love. Mm -hmm. You can want to do music all day long, but it ain't going to pay the bills until it do. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's kind of where I found myself, and that's when I finally made the business decision. I was like, yo, it's not going to work. You're going to keep promoting yourself as an artist or nothing but an artist. You got to make it bigger than that, deeper than that. And yeah. that's when I created the brand, you know, like, yo, okay, so this is what my brand represents. So you don't actually have to, at this point, like me as an artist anymore. You could kind of feel me, like, kind of give me a chance. But rock with the brand. They rock with the brand, mm -hmm. and I still get to do the music. Exactly. So with the brand, there's been times where we went to shows and events where it's like, it's an open mic, and we getting booked as a South Puff Boys. So we doing what we doing, mm -hmm. and I'm performing. I didn't get paid to perform that night. But I did make money at that event. You feel me? Yeah. So what's yeah, the difference yeah, 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 at that point? Exactly. I'm still getting to do what I want to do and making a living by doing it. So that's the thing. As long as, as we can sell our T-shirts, our stickers, our merchandise, get paid off it, and do what we want to do, I'm happy, man. That, to me, is success. When you could do what you want to do, you wake up every day in your heart of hearts, you like, got that ha happy, hype, excited feeling like, yeah, we about to go do this today. That's success, man, because I swear, I done woke up like, psh, years of my life i done lived where like i wake up and it's like damn. first feel i swear that's my yeah. Yeah. i wake up and like damn i don't want to go go work at this bullshit minimum wage job i'm broke as soon as i get the check after paying bills and helping my moms and everything I was, after a while i was like i'm not doing this no more you know i got it got to be another way whether it be me up in my value in that world mm -hmm. in that you know corporate world or me creating my own brand and my own system where I could build my own value and I judge how I get paid. I judge what my time is worth. You know what I'm saying? With my time, service, and whatever it's worth. How long did that time last? How long did what time last? Those days you'd get up like, damn, this, this ain't it. Like To be honest, to really think about it, it was a couple years. I would say 2011 was the year that I really realized I wasn't satisfied with the life I was living. Mm -hmm. And it was like, 
I was working towards it at that time too. I knew it was a process. I knew you don't just wake up and whatever, do whatever you want, but I knew I was gonna have to get enough money to support myself and then somehow figure out a way into the rap game, which nobody, I've seen nobody do this in my lifetime. So I gotta figure it out through third person or the people I'm seeing on TV or internet or whatever. So the plan I had was I'm gonna build up enough money to just put out a mixtape, see where it goes. In the process of that happening, you know, real life actually um, takes place. I actually just happened to lose my father and a cousin of mine. Oh, shit, sorry to hear that. So it, that kind of threw me off course. So now I was yeah. already thinking, damn, I kind of don't want to be doing what I'm doing. And now it's like, you know, kind of like a life crisis I'm going through. And I'm like, it makes you think, like, what is my time really worth? What is my life really worth? What do I really want to do in this lifetime? Because mm -hmm. I realized at that point it could be taken away at any moment. So I was like... That was more, I was like, yo, I'm going to really make a strive towards this. So uh, by the time, that was the end of 2011, by the time 2012 start, I had this little internship where I was trying to get into the IT field, you know, so I could use my, my skills as an engineer and a computer technician mm -hmm. to support myself while trying to do the music thing. That kind of ain't work out. I ended up getting kicked out the program for reasons <laughs> I'll leave. But it worked out well. Like, it taught me a lot. I seen, cause in 2000, it, like looking back at it, it all worked in my favor. Cause you know, in, when you're going through it, you like, why God, why am I going through this? Why is this so hard? Why I gotta go through this? But when you look back, it's like, oh shit, that made sense. That's yeah. why you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking back. So it's like, shit. like when I look back at what happened, it was crazy because I just happened to start working at this, um, booking agency at, in 2011. I pretty much worked there the whole year and I got to see how artists actually get booked for shows. And that was my focus from there. We doing shows, we need events, that's mm -hmm. it. Once I left that for that reason or for whatever reason, the next thing I got into was the IT thing. And that showed me the corporate side, how corporate things is done, how the IT, pardon, how the IT field is and how you know things work in that professional world. Mm -hmm. And then I believe after that, that's about the time when, um, you know, I just decided, yo, I'm going to go for it, full throttle, mm. full throttle. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I took my losses. I definitely took my losses, fell down, had to get a job and come back. But when I did that, it was like that, too, was something I needed because it humbled me. It was like I thought I was on my way up, and it taught me that last le lesson of you need to appreciate all of this, every dime, every penny, every person in your life who genuinely cares for you. Cause at that point I felt, if not as low as I did in 2011, even more so because I just felt like I got left at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like I took, I felt like I took such a loss. Like I felt like even the people who was usually around me wasn't really around me like that, you know? And even the people who was, I felt like I had to, you know, be the, the, the provider, kind of the, yeah, the anchor, you know, yeah. kind of the anchor and everything. So it was a lot on my shoulders and, um, I remember I was working at this job. It was, I don't know if I should say it, but it was Dwayne Reed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. My homeboy got me the job there. I appreciate that. I needed it at the time. At the time, I was only making $8 an hour. It wasn't shit. But I stood there and I was like, yo, at this point, I'm 25. I'm like, yo, you 25 and you're working at an $8 an hour job. You need to step it up. Like, people were depending on you. Like, you know, my nephew was just born at that time. A lot of things was going on. And I was like, yo, you need to put together a plan. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I, this was it. You know the reason why it really bothered me? I've been broke plenty of times in my life. That, that's where we came from. We came from the bottom. That never bothered me. Exactly. What bothered me this time is that 
I didn't know what was next. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the time where it was like, okay, that, that was all my plans. That was plan B, C through, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. I don't got nothing. So I was like, okay, Mondo, what you want to do with your life? I was like, yo, honestly, I just want to do this music shit. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I kind of said to myself, I was like, are you serious? Like, that's really all you want to do? It's like that and the real estate shit. I was like, I bet we're going to make it work. We're going to make it happen for you. So I started putting this plan together in my head. And I was like, yo, honestly, in order to make that happen, there's a lot of people who don't see you as an artist and take you seriously as that. You're going to have to change that. You're going to have to associate yourself, change the image to the point where they're going to see you as that and they're going to have to respect you as that. At the same time, you're going to have to, because I kind of read this book, Malcolm Gladwell, The Outliers. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's That's great phenomenal book. Yo, yes. Honestly, I agree with that because I noticed in, like I said, I tried a lot of things. I did the drawing. I did sports. I did the music. I did the entrepreneurship. And everything I ever tried in my life, I noticed the more time I put into it, the better I got at it. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I couldn't deny. I knew the hard work could be put in to get better. Like, um, so I knew I was actually, like, I never was a, I was always a humble person, right? But I knew my music was better than a lot of the other people who was calling themselves my competition, whether in my area, in my bracket, whatever. I just didn't put it out there like that because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't an outgoing person. I was kind of shy, introverted. But then when I got to that age, once I was that, made that decision, this is what I'm doing and ain't no looking back, I didn't care. I set that plan in motion and I went with it. And it's crazy because it was like uh, December 8th, I think 2014, when I left that job, they had fired me over some bullshit. The manager didn't like me. He was going back and forth with me over some bullshit. And I dead told myself when I walked out that job, I was like, yo, Mondo, I'm a, now's your chance. Now's your chance to put that whole plan into action. Yeah. Now, I'm going to judge you where you at in life on this day next year. I swear to God, that day next year, I was on South Beach in Miami chilling. We was doing our thing. The side puffer boys was taking off. I swear to God, that was 2015, right? December 8th, 2016, I just copped the studio. You know what I'm saying? So I got the recording studio now. So I just never looked back from that moment. I was like, yo, take that pain that you had at that moment, turn that into passion. Like, let that fuel you. Let Run away from that. You know what I'm saying? Let that be your motivation to run away from that situation and towards your goal. And I, you know, I haven't really, you know, had any problems with that since you know i haven't had an actual nine to five since i've been self-employed since just with the recording studio situations through selling merchandise through other business ventures and stuff like that that's nice yo, bro shit now like point where we just nah i'm sitting here video, like i'm like, and like i know i'm not in my head but i'm like really like me I'm too feeling what you're saying that's just no, crazy inspiring like appreciate that man honestly shit. that's why i came here to do just tell my story just inspire the folks i mean God. i had my homeboy Damn. y'all know i had to live up because y'all had my homeboy josh bizarro here last time we don't know that nigga. Fuck that, nigga fuck that nigga man. <laughs> he's on here talking reckless last week he was where he about yeah. to get jumped we're gonna pray for the boy we're gonna pray for the boy. Pray for him. True okay. life looking ass nigga. Oh, shit. <laughs> we, we gonna, gonna pray, pray for, for the boy. One show his tattoos on his body ass nigga. <laughs> Ain't no no better. <laughs> nah, I re- I remember. Um, so like I think after when we started the the cooling out, um, we needed a song. Like we needed something that stood out, and we mm-hmm. needed something that was um, it was unique and that spoke to the people we were trying to speak to, as well as the image that we wanted people to have as well. Um, and I'll never forget this. I had a conversation with Josh about two years ago. And when we were trying to do this um, collab we was doing, we did a video and all these things was falling apart. Racism played its part to the fullest. And um, we had a video and I had a, uh, I had like a vision in my head of like 
someone rapping over the the video that we had to put out to the public when we did this event and it, it had this sort of um energy around it where you see people doing what they want it was a call the whole collab was called dream different and how you know we all are doing different things and we're dreaming different by doing what we love and and showcasing how different we are as a as a group and i remember i had this image in my head and i i sometimes when i want things i i think about it first and um i know what it is exactly that i want but I can't expect the other person to to want to do the same thing that I have in my head. It's kind of hard for them to understand. So I remember Josh was like, "No, I know somebody who who you know they they dope like they could write and they have ideas in their head as well. They're working." And I remember we got the video, we got the audio for it, and this man right here like the same impact that your cousin had, he had on this video, and it it just it was a acapella. It was just about what dream different was and and the perspective of what um you know what not what he thought but what the collective thought and mm-hmm. it was just amazing to see how we hit him up in a day yeah and it came back the next day like and it was so like it was flawless it was as if he just spoke it wasn't even like a it wasn't even a rap it wasn't poetry it was just as if he was talking and you could tell like the the passion that this person had um, and ever since then, I believed in his music because you, you, after having conversations in Sifes, uh, we spoke and, and I believe in the music that you have. And I know, you, you know, I sometimes you 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 fall off and you come back and you fall off. But the fact that you've continuously not to say like you're a failing person, but you've bounced yourself back. Yeah. And you've been even better. Like the music video that you just posted was yeah. like, even which I sent it to these guys, and they was like, "Yo, like, <laughs> like they yeah. wanted more music." Mm-hmm. And I, I can't wait until the people get to hear what it is that you have to say because I know the neighborhood you're from. Yeah. Um, I know. I don't know the full struggle, but mm-hmm. I could understand it based on what you're telling us. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for whatever it is that you have. Thank you, man. I really appreciate my nigga. That, I'm about to put you on the spot. Speaking of that video, um, it's Mando from the Bando, yeah. right? My nigga, what song is that that plays in the <laughs> beginning? Um, the Money Making Mondo video you're talking about, right? The yeah, Money Making Mondo. So what song is that that plays in the beginning when it's that's like- That's Bangs and Bops. That's the next video that's about to come out. Yo, when you dropping that shit? Yo, honestly, <laughs> yo. I, I could have dropped that last that week if I no, wanted to, but like, I was just so holding it. He sent us, he sent us the video. I was like, yo, this yeah, song is cool, but what song is that that's playing in the beginning? <laughs> I was like, shit. Because I, I, I thought that was a song I was playing. I got bangs and I got all that work, my nigga. I'm about to copy it. Like, yo. <laughs> about to bang with his old dope. white man. Like, yo, I got bangs and I got bop. Bop. I was like, what is yo, this? That's dope, man. Nah, that shit is Fire, yo, like, I've been getting yo. so many good reactions <laughs> off that song. The crazy thing, when I made that joint for the mixtape, I thought it was going to be like a throwaway track. That's how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is going to be one of those tracks that I make. People hear it. They like it for three seconds, and then it just gets passed by. But the reason why I felt like I still had to make it is because just like the title said, Bangs and Bops, they might not get it off top, but that's like slang in my neighborhood. So I'm kind of 
explaining to you some of the lingo in our neighborhood. And I had to do that before I released more music. Because when you hear the reggae, you're like, why he keeps saying these couple words? Yeah. And I'm already explaining that song. This is what bangs and bops are to us, you know? Yeah. So, but when I, actually, you know what? I'm going to stop playing. Like I said, I could have dropped that last week. But I was telling my homeboy, don't drop it yet. Because I want to put the mixtape cover in it. And the mixtape cover isn't done. I mean, nah. But y'all, no, take, take your sense. time. Yeah, take your man, time. Y'all making me want to yeah, drop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah, you gotta let the build up happen for the streets. Now nah, he did it because I was like, yo, shit. I was like, yo, it was like a what, fifteen second little little what? snippet of it. He got I the was clip like, smart on too. IG, nigga. That was smart. Because yeah. I was like, yo, what is this? <laughs> That's dope, man. Yeah, the yeah, copy I'm... about to <laughs> take someone out. Not to get hot, <laughs> nigga, nigga, nigga. You cut me? Yeah. <laughs> you cut me a line? <laughs> you see me praying? Like, <laughs> 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 Yeah, nah, that's I swear, dope. I, then the video also, the video's dope. Um, who directed that for you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, my homeboy Tay Light. Um, yeah. he's dope. He actually, um, he's doing his own thing. He was an artist. He used to dance, and now he's uh showcasing his talents through the the camera work, mm. which I think was a great idea because a lot of people need video. So he's actually, you know, doing this thing financially with that. Mm-hmm. So. It was just a good deal. And he got good quality, too. He got that 4K. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so it looked good. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, I did two videos with him. I was like, I'm going to see how these look. Then I'm going to go back and do the rest. Money Making Mondo dropped. I was like, okay, I don't need to see no more. We're doing <laughs> yeah, the rest yeah, of the yeah, videos yeah. with you, homie. Like, mm-hmm. for real. So, And that was my homeboy from back in the day. I put him on to a few shows. He put me on to some things. I'm, I was actually chilling with his cousin, who we met through earlier today. So, mm-hmm. Dope. I mean, I think, so it's, it's very, like... It's not weird. I don't know what word I want to say right now. I think it's very interesting. It's intriguing. Um, the fact that like a lot of like artists, like rappers in general, are like artists in other phases of their life also. Like you said, yeah. you used to draw. Yeah. And like this guy, now he's a photographer, but he also used to rap and he yeah. used to dance. Yeah. You know, it's like just yeah. people who are like creatives in general, like yeah. they find ways to express themselves in that Absolutely. creative light and, and yeah. every different avenue. You know, it's just Absolutely. crazy. Like, yeah, I feel like happens. it's an energy, man. Like, I feel like if you have that creative energy or you got something you want to say, you're going to get it out one way or the other. Exactly. Because it's almost like, not to get too spiritual, but the universe wants it. So it's like, you just, it's just manifesting that through you. Uh oh, so don't talk you, about the universe with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get too deep. I know y'all some, <laughs> nah, I know nah, y'all nah, some nah. space kids too. So I don't want to go astronaut <laughs> status with y'all. Man. Go ahead, man. For real, but I just, I just really feel believe in energy. And it's like, what you mm-hmm. put out, you get back, or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. What you vibe around, you attract things like that. So I feel like once you got that energy in you and you got mm-hmm. it in you, you just want to get it out, man. So. Maybe at first you see one way and you're like, that's what I want to do. And then after a while you do it and you're like, mm, maybe this ain't for me anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you do the next thing. So honestly, I often sometimes wonder, will I ever fall out of love with rapping? Because I remember how in love I was with sports back in the day or with drawing thing. Oh, this is my future. This is what I'm going to be. So who's to say, you know, maybe in the future I might find something else that I like more. So mm-hmm. you know, express myself a different way. That's true. Speaking of the music, um, who would you say are your influ- influences? Influences yeah. from from growing up and from now, I say growing up, definitely like the two first rappers I really listened to. Like I said, I wasn't even allowed to listen to hip hop at first, but the two first rappers that really caught my ear, believe it or not, was Tupac mm-hmm. and Big L. Mm-hmm. It's funny, most people say thought I was Tupac Big and Biggie, right? Mm-hmm. Nah, Tupac and Big L because the way it was, I think I heard a freestyle from him listening to some old Cam shit. And then yeah. I heard a big L through that, or just, you know, my homeboy put me on to him too. 
And I was just like, yo, this dude is the, the dopest, monster, son. Yeah. Just the way he would spit the things. I was like, Psh. all through high school, I was listening to that. So that was really one of my main influences, Big L, Tupac, Nas. A lot of my earliest stuff was stories. Like one of my first rhyme books, I look back, whole thing front to back was like 90% stories. And I get that from Big L and Nas, you yeah. know, or Biggie and stuff like that. But nowadays, I'm not going to lie, I'm really inspired by this trap wave believe it or not and mm -hmm. it's like you know so the funny thing about the people who know me sometimes they get around me hear the music i'm listening to and they get tight like my older brother and my older friends they'll be like why are you listening to that music like yeah. you don't even make music that sounds like that mm -hmm. i'm like well that tells you i'm not biting from somebody <laughs> yeah. that tells you i'm not listening to somebody else and be, let me do what they did nah but I do like it sometimes, to be honest. Sometimes it is ignorant. All right, cool. But yeah. sometimes that's what you need. I like the, the intellectual stuff, too, the lyrical stuff, too. I like, you know what I'm saying, even the R&B and stuff sometimes. But to be honest, the trap shit, I just feel like it speaks to me sometimes. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. they definitely saying stuff I can relate to, even just the mind state of get it on your own. Do it for yourself. Don't mm -hmm. look for a handout. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Stay honorable. Stay down with your people. Like, whatever you're going to do, focus on it and do it. Like, for real. It's like one phrase they got that I would, if I got tattoos, I would tattoo it on me. Stay down till you come up. That is the God-given truth. Like, yeah. That's exactly what I did. So. Mm. That shit is, yo, that shit's so respectable to hear, like, someone who's, like, born and raised in New York to feel that way. Because, yeah. like, so I was I was born here. Yeah. I was I moved to Atlanta when I was 13. Uh -huh. And, like, those teenagers were, like, very influential for me, you know? Yeah. But, like, when I was in New York, I was like, yo, dead ass, like, yo, fuck anyone from the South. Like, yeah. that music is trash. Like, yeah. I was dead ass like that. Yeah. Then I moved down and I started appreciating it because I was yeah, living there. And I was right. like, damn, this shit. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 
don't understand why you why why exactly. why everyone feels like this way, you know. Exactly. Now I'm back. I'm I'm an adult now, and it's like yo, I can truly appreciate the trap wave. I can appreciate the lyrical wave, but yeah. that's only because I. You know, lived. You know, I was exactly. in between both states. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. for you to be from New York, and but like see, that's kind of what happened to me. Like, I wasn't just fully here. Hence the city thing. Just like being in different parts of the city. Yeah, I was going back and forth down south from a young age. Got like, you. Even my brother. I have an older brother, right? Mm -hmm. He moved to Virginia when I was young. I want to say the first time I v visited him in Virginia, I was 11. Got you. So feel me just off that aspect alone. Yeah. I've been going back and forth from Virginia since that age, and I kind of. See another thing I forgot to say too, my brother actually used to hustle mixtapes back in the day. You know what I'm saying? He actually like the, was one the of the G Unit dudes. era. Exactly. Even before the G Unit <laughs> era. Even before the G Unit, the crazy thing, bootleg. Remember when they had the bootleg movies and CDs? No, and this I nigga had, was out here like that with exactly. the suitcase. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I seen that aspect of okay, cool, and he would just give me some things. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, here's the new mixtape. Here's the new album. So that's how I would get such a, I guess, plethora of new music and everything. But um. When that happened, and I was going down south to visit him and getting so many mixtapes, I would get the down south mixtapes and listen to them just as much as the yeah. the up north joints, and I'd be like, "Oh, why?" So there was things I caught on to from down south that when I came back up here, they caught on to it later, and I was like, "Oh, y'all just getting on yeah. that down south a couple exactly. months ago," and you know what I'm saying? So I always liked that, and to be honest, like another reason why I kind of chose the name City, I felt like. The way my soul is, the way my personality is, I don't know if I was supposed to be raised in New York. Feel me? Because <laughs> people who meet me, they be like, yo, you so laid back. You so calm, cool, and collective. You would have thought you was from down south somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's true. Because that's just my personality. I'm so laid back, so carefree, you know, not nonchalant, whatever. But at the same time, I feel like the city made me more aggressive, more... You know, almost paranoid a little. Yeah. Like I have to be on everything. Like, yo, did you do this? You made sure you did this. I just check every little detail of, you know. And I feel like it made me almost a little neurotic. So that's kind of like why you get both sides. Like, even if I do trappish sounding music, best believe I'm putting some kind of lyrics and thought into it. It don't. It's not the Dr. Seuss raps these other guys is coming up with. I'm actually trying to <laughs> say something. Yeah, and hear green it. eggs in ham. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Blam, blam, blam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nah, like that that's dope. Like you have to open yourself to different experiences mm -hmm. to, you know, I think it makes to for grow. more collaborative music, you know. Yeah. Just more so more like that now that, that'll make you make more people Definitely. all over the place want to fuck with you basically. And that's something I actually want y'all to weigh in on too, because it's like I feel like it's such a stigmatism right now for like a New York rapper like me, like myself, right? Mm -hmm. Raised in New York. To go over a down southish type beat. Oh no, nah, yeah, niggas is slam. It's, it's, it's a lot of the old heads. It's a lot of the old though. heads. Let's keep it real. It's, it's a lot, lot of the old, old heads, heads, you know. But even the ones in our generation who say that, my question is, what's so wrong about that? Yeah, you feel me? Because it's not like Biggie went over West Coast beats. Remember when he did that freestyle over all the mm -hmm, pop in West? Mm -hmm. That was one of the dopest shits he ever did. Yeah. So it's not like you can't do it. This is like somehow against the rules of hip hop, and it's like. Okay, I could see if I was chasing the sound. Like, there's a difference. Like, you see Designer. No disrespect to that I was just thinking man. about that. No disrespect <laughs> yeah. to that man. Yeah. It was a good song, Panda. Let's keep it real. Yeah. What did he sound like? Future. Future yeah. And yeah. it's not even like the fact, okay, your voice sounds like him. The way you're saying your lines. I thought it was Future the first time I heard it. Yeah. Everybody yeah. did. Yo, Future got a, fight, a hit right here. <laughs> exactly. Like, That's the nigga Designer. I said, who? <laughs> <laughs> he from <Bad>. New York? <laughs> <laughs> nigga from, from Brooklyn? Brooklyn. We can walk this crib from <laughs> here. Like, word. But my point being... 
he was clearly chasing the sound. No disrespect to that man, but in the hook, he said, I got bros in Atlanta. And Nigga never been to Atlanta. Never, never even been. been to Atlanta. Nigga never been to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So I've been to Atlanta more times than you, and yeah. you got a song talking about you got bros in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Okay, I can understand there's a limit to it. Mm-hmm. But now you hear bangs and bops. I feel Shit like that's fire. It's fire, right? Shit I feel like that's fire. very down south influence. That's it very, is. you know what I'm saying? I also think that, but, like, so, like, for example, like, the older heads, for example, like, now we live in a day and age where everything is easily accessible. Absolutely. So it's like, we can absolutely. hear music from Atlanta, hear music from the West Coast, like, in an instant, like you know what I'm saying? So it's South like, of Korea. course, like, you go listen to that music, it's going to influence you. Like, mm-hmm. that, what's that Asian kid? Uh, fuck, that Korean kid who was Jin? Uh, no. <laughs> He's, like, very recent. He had them two, like, he had that one hit with uh, Young Rich Chigga or something like that. Oh, no. Nah. I never heard of Rich Chigga? <laughs> or Young Chigga? I'm gonna put that shit up on a cool out page. That nigga, no, he did has had don't. like he had designer, he had like Andre, Andre 3000. Like they were like they were like listen to this music. Like wow, this nigga's fire. Some kid from like Korea, like just rocking out over this like crazy trap beat, like just rapping. But like I'm saying, like we live in like such a like digital social media age yeah. where it's like that's just easily accessible to you. Absolutely. And of course, it's just gonna influence you. Of course, it's gonna affect where you make your music also. Absolutely. But as long as you like you, you still you still stay true to who you are at Absolutely. heart. Absolutely. What's the issue with yeah. that? Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to do that. Like, the content is always true to itself. It's true to myself. And um, it's true to the lifestyle. And it's true to the brand. That's why I wanted to put out uh, Money Making Mondo first. Because I felt like that's the perfect starter for the people to see me how I want them to see them see me now. Because it's like, if you look at the video I had before that, mm-hmm. there's a video called Hometown. Mm-hmm. That video been out for years. If you, <laughs> honestly... I think that video, if you look right now on YouTube, maybe got 499 plagues, not even 500. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Money Making Mondo came out, got like what, 12, 1300 in a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? So, so it was loop. just a different, <laughs> it got a different reaction. It was a different energy. energy Everything. Yeah. It was just well received, way better. Even I had a joke between my friends. I was like, if you watch Hometown, that's like watching, you know, the movie Paid in Full? Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's like, <laughs> see, Money Making Models based off that via the intro. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we comparing our lifestyles to that. And I took it a step further and said, if you watch City Hometown, that's like watching Ace when he still worked at the cleaning. You can tell I wasn't that fresh. I had like a white tee on, writing on it and shit. Like, wasn't too balling. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I was band aid on or something. I wasn't too cool back then. You watch that money making model, man. you like, damn. This nigga became Ace Boogie. Came up, yeah. Ace Boogie. For a job or something. Like, for real. Like, but that's just the transition. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to. Not only show them that visually, but through the music. And when you hear Money Making Models, to be honest, I felt like that's what New York in 2016 should sound like, because or 2017 going forward. Because that's the thing about New York. Y'all saying, okay, everybody taking down South Sound or everybody taking another sound. What sound does New York even have at this point? That's all they play on the radio or everything, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, y'all so taking over over this trap shit or that OVO sound that y'all leaving nothing in between. So if New York wants to come back, it needs to redevelop its sound. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. But I'm not a producer. I started off as a producer, but I can't really do that no more. And if I was to seriously devote my time for that, it's going to take away from and the rap yeah. I'm doing. So I'd rather just find a producer who I could work with, gets it. And, you know, there's producers out there who, who do get it. And they are making new, new New York type music. And that, I felt like, solidified it. That was like a benchmark for me and what I felt like New York should sound like, okay, it's New York because <laughs> the funny thing about it, paid in full went worldwide. But let's keep it real. That's 
New York. Mm-hmm. That's Even more so, Harlem. Manhattan. Yeah, niggas watch that That's shit over and over again. Here exactly, New York. It's like a yeah. cult classic. We watch that, we damn near know it word for word yeah. type wow. shit. So I, I just watched like, it a week ago. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Gave Cam an Oscar for that. I saw it on Netflix. I was like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> come with the frog ass nigga. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yo, Cole, chill. Chill, Cole. <laughs> word, but I just felt like that was the best way to go about it. I was like, Anybody who's in New York, they're going to relate to this image because they seem paid in full. So now once you hear the music, it makes it easier for you to get where we going, where we coming from. Mm-hmm. So the next one, Bangs and Bops, is going to take you further there. And the one that comes out after that is just going to keep going. I got mm-hmm. so much I want y'all to hear. But I got people, like I was going to drop a whole mixtape Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And they was telling me not to do it. But the funny thing is before, like my big homies was telling me not to do it, I was kind of sitting there listening to them. Music, the last song ended, I was like, I can't release this mixtape. Mm-hmm. You no, know why this shit too fire? Like, not even the two more. I was like, yo, this this music, the quality of it is so good, I can't just throw it out throw there. Throw it like, out. People bypass it. Mm-hmm. You know that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. I'm gonna throw it out there on the incident. They like, another nigga with a mixtape. Mm-hmm. They're gonna bypass, right? They're not gonna listen to that shit. What, 100 plays in a week? Mm-hmm. Even if I got, a th- I got a thousand plays in a week off the last one. But that's 14 tracks, a thousand plays. What that break down to? Like, a hundred. You know, a see lot. what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, less than, yeah. About less than, yeah, yeah. So, so with that being said, oh yeah, get some. I was people like, yo, this one. that's what I'm saying. I'm, I yeah. got to get some people behind it, and I know I'm already moving in the right direction because, like I said, the last mixtape got a thousand plays in a week. This video got a thousand four hundred views in a week. That's one video, and to be honest, I felt like if it was if I did drop the mixtape, Money Making Mondo would have been the intro, meaning the first little throwaway here. Take that. That's just warming you up for the rest of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting such a great reaction off that. I'm like, damn, they like that that much? Imagine how much they're going to like the next one, which is Bangs and Bops. And then I'm yeah. not even sure what I want to put out from there. Maybe y'all can help me with that. I don't know if I should keep giving them street shit, but I got a lot of shit for these girls, too. So I want to drop know you that. always got to drop that one. You know. I know. And I'm thinking, should I do it on Valentine's Day? Like... I think you oh, should. Yeah, I, I think you should. should. Or what? like even snippets. Like yeah, like you a could snippet do snippets beforehand. Uh, but yeah. I, I think the build up too is because a lot of people who are supporting you know that you've been doing this for a long period mm-hmm. of time. So it's like people are seeing you work. Like I'm seeing you work, and it's yeah. not like you're just working and dead in the project. Yeah. Like that's it. You're putting the time in to actually market whatever it is. Like the video uh, itself is very, what? not to say he's biting off of it or whatever, but it's very hype Williams ish. Yeah. Like it reminds me of back in the day when we used to watch 106 and yeah, like right. those videos. I like it was an experience that it I was. would catch. And when I saw that, and it was like after seeing you for a long period of time, like we had the event, I think um, two years ago. And mm. then I know you was doing your thing, but then seeing that video, it was like, oh, all right, he's back. Mm. Like he's serious about it, and uh, even the the way that you brought it out, it was like. And then now it's like people want to hear bangs and bops because exactly. you put that shit out. Like that, that's how you that's, Word, you that's keep you going keep with it. That shit fire. I'm gonna say that shit one more time. Smart too, yeah. putting that little preview at what? the beginning. That's yeah. very smart. And it's like, oh, he got this track, but then what's that track in the beginning? Exactly. And it's like then it that's, makes people and it's already building up. And that's that's exactly what I typed back. I was yeah. like, yo, this track is fire, but yo, what's that shit in the beginning? <laughs> and I figured people. He's like, like yo, it's bangs and bops. I would think I went straight to your SoundCloud page. I was like, bangs and bops. I didn't see it, so then I did Control F. And I was like, this shit ain't even on here. Yeah. Hit him back. I was like, yo, ask your, ask your boy where this shit at. <laughs> <laughs> Word. That joint ain't even dropped yet. 
I got y'all. I'm about Had to me searching the SoundCloud world. I was like, man, nigga, city bangs and bops. I was like, Mando bangs and bops. Like, what the fuck is this shit? I appreciate that to know that you at least checked for it. Nah, though, that actually, like, I was like, you know, it just snowed up here the other night, yeah. the other day, whatever. So I'm like, I'm like cleaning my car off, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm playing music. I got, you know, hood nigga, whatever. I got the music blasting while I'm cleaning my my car, <laughs> and I'm like, y'all wanna, I wanna hear this song while mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, cleaning my car. Off. Damn, man, I wish I could have. Don't worry, my nigga, it'll, it'll oh, snow man, again. I'm sure it will. It'll <laughs> snow again. It will snow again. It'll snow again, nigga. I had it. We're going to find another reason. I got you, bro. I had the doors word. wide open right on Fulton shit. Yeah, okay. I got that's you, that's bro. Don't worry. With the music just blasted. Like, what is that? They're like, hey, okay. Every snowstorm, you drop a mixtape. What is that? We ain't going nowhere else. What's your creative process like? Oh, good God question. Damn, build a little bit of. Where Kev trying to be a rapper, so he want to know how how you start. <laughs> 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 I got Kev for rapper to rapper. Remember that video game? Prapper to rapper. <laughs> With, <laughs> a <beanie>. <laughs> <laughs> With a beanie. With a beanie. Yo, shout out to PlayStation. <laughs> nah, but um, you know what's funny? Like my cousin was just asking me that, and I told her it changed. You know, like I used to write rhymes. I was a writer. Like I couldn't even freestyle as well as I would do songs. And like people would think I could freestyle because I would be able to spit like a hundred different verses off the top of the head. Like literally, I there was a point where I had ten to fifteen, maybe twenty raps and memorized in my head to spit at any point. And I knew we could go bar for bar, rhyme for rhyme. I know you don't have twenty raps memorized in your head. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shit. I would just go like that because my memory was better, but I never really was a freestyle, I just used to write it. But now I got my writing process so down pat that I don't even write no more. I just take it straight to recording. Mm. And it's like, kind of like what Jay-Z, you know, uh, Lil, Lil Wayne, Wayne. Lil and all of them do. I, I kind of just listen to the beat and I'll do it piece by piece. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's kind of okay. like I'm painting a picture. Because <laughs> right. it's like, you know, I'll get it, I'll vibe to it. Like, what is this beat saying to me? Where is it taking mm. me emotionally? How long are you listening to a beat on average? Honestly, I like to give it time. The more time I give it, the better the song's going to be. Mm. So sometimes, seriously, I'll sit with songs for months. Mm. So like, I'm sorry. Continue. No, nah, I was just gonna say there's, like, for example, bangs and bots. If it's just gonna come out in February, I'll probably, to be honest, I'm trying to think when I wrote that shit. Last summer, last summer, mm. I wrote that shit. shit last summer. Yeah, that's a long process. Exactly. You know, but what that saying? shit fire. But I had that shit for months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I had it for months, just listening to it. Like, yo, I'm gonna do something to it. But then there's other songs that just speak to me right away. Like, I swear, I was just looking on YouTube for a beat, right? And I came across this one beat, and just the way I heard it, just the way it hit me, mm. I was literally on Columbia Street, like when I first heard the beat. My homeboy lives in Baruch, which borders Columbia Street, but he lives like a couple buildings down. Got you. By the time I got to his door, I already had a hook for it. Hmm. I in swear, your head? In my head. head. Because it just spoke to me that much. I was like, I know what I want to say. I know what I want to say to this beat. You know what I'm saying? That's and dope. honestly, I did it. To be honest. That may be my favorite track that I've ever done, ever done. Like, cause it's speaking about an issue that I was really going through, and it's like if somebody else had made that song, I would have loved it as well. And I'm actually usually my own worst critic. Like, I'll hear myself. I don't even tell people this. I hear it once, twice, three times. I can't hear it. Anymore. I can't, cause I hate it. I hate it. it's like, oh, you, you could have did this better. You could have sound, mm, you sound lame. You judge right yourself. There. Like, yeah. I judge myself all the hard. You too close like, to it. That's I'm why. Too close to it. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's terrible. Keep working. Mm, don't sound nothing like these up. So once, when I got to the point where I was making songs and I was like, yo, 
this really sound like something. That's when I knew I was reaching a new level. And that, that happened on that one. So I was just like, I'm done. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even write no more. Like, to be honest, cause it's like, I feel like I got so much to say. It don't make sense writing it down no more, to be honest. It's just like, like part of me, um, when I, um, I come to the studio with a lot on my shoulders, on my chest, as they would say. And it's just like venting to me. When I get on these tracks, it's just like I'm venting. I'm just telling my life story. I'm just putting my life in art form. Almost like I'm still drawing, like I'm drawing a picture of myself, but maybe a little cartoonish. Maybe I'm exaggerating it, or maybe I'm, you know, shading it different, or, you know, that's pretty much what I do. I tell stories. Sometimes I change names, places, faces, dates, events, but it's a true story mm -hmm. on some level. So you can just go in the Shit, booth and lay down like two, three verses off the top of your head? You say what? You can just go in the booth and lay like two, three verses off the top of your head that you've just. Definitely. It'll, it'll take me, to be perfectly honest with you, the process takes me long. The process actually takes me hours, at least, a couple hours. But I love that because I really get a chance to sit with it and I think about every bar, every word, every emotion, every feeling, the way I said it out. You know what I'm saying? It gives me, because this is what I used to do, right? When I used to write the rhymes, let's say I write the rhyme all out, right? I wrote a 16 for you right now. We about to record, right? Now I start writing, and I'm like, all right, da, 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 da. this one ain't, yeah. It don't sound right. <laughs> it don't oh, sound the go, same. It don't yeah, sound yeah. the same as I heard it in my head. Mm -hmm. So now I gotta go back, and now I'm wasting your time and mine mm -hmm. because I gotta keep going back and changing this verse that I thought was so perfect a minute ago. When instead, now I'm coming straight to it, like, okay, press play. Because mm, you already finish. done these the things. The first four bars that I would have said as I, I was writing, I save them. If they don't sound right, I could change them right there on the spot rather than wait until the whole thing is done and then I come record it. Now I gotta change that first. See, it's just easy. It's like I'm cutting out the middle, man. You know, that's yeah, impressive. What it is. I have one more. So, I'm sorry. So you can it's rap like, a, like a verse in your head, right? And then you're like, I don't like these bars. You just take them out of your head, keep the bars you want, and Pretty much compartmentalize those, exactly. and then add bars to that. Exactly, because oh, I, I don't impressive. do it all at the same time. Yeah. I'm just oh, here's a whole sixteen. I'll break it down, like I said, piece by piece, and study each part. So it's like okay, the beat start. If there's no intro, or if it is an intro, I'll do the intro. If there's no intro, it goes straight to the hook. I got Most times I gotta think of the hook first because if it's, the hook is the topic to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'll do the hook first, then from there I'll do the verse. And I actually really like writing, like, to be honest, and this, I probably shouldn't give y'all too much of the sauce, too much of the recipe. Right. Should we pause right now? Don't listen to Kev. No, I'm just Kev out here working, no, Kev out here working no, on his mixtape. Kev like, wait, you can take bars out and put new bars in? Kev got his notepad under the table like, all right. Story, man. I'm gonna hook you up with the recipe, man. Honestly, you know what's funny? Back in school, like I said, I was, I really used to like the reading and writing inside of school and shit, even when it kind of got uncool to be interested in school. Mm -hmm. I would dead still read books from time to time yeah. and just write little words down that I didn't know and look them up in a dictionary. I just did because I found it interesting. So our teachers taught us to write essays in a certain format, right? She had this format called T-E-E-C. Topic, example, explanation, conclusion, conclusion? Right? Yeah. So in my songs, Who's your when teacher? I write them, Who's I would your, then write the- Who's your teacher? Ms. Dickens, I think her name was. Uh, <laughs> you know. Shout out to Ms. Dickens. What? <laughs> she was like, she told me like that, so I started writing my rhymes like that. All right, put a topic in it, give them an example, mm -hmm. explain that shit and conclude that shit. So if you listen to a lot of my rhymes, it almost sound like it's written like an essay. Essay. Or, like a thought out story format, because that's just how I go. So once I have my whole process down, I'm like, why am I still writing this shit down? You know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's already in your head. Yeah. The beat's right there for you. Was you gonna keep writing this rhyme? Like, nah, just 
Say what you want to say. If it don't sound good, you know where you're going to put things. You know what I'm saying? I know in the first four bars, it should be something of bringing you in, telling you what I'm talking about, the topic. Then it should, you know what I'm saying, go from there. So I know more or less where things go. You know, so pretty much what I'm saying is once you've done something for so long, yeah. you can start to cut corners because you know, you know, the process so well that you know, you know, where yeah. you can slack and where you can't. It's pretty impressive. Man. Yeah, you know your mind. Kev got that mixtape coming out. <laughs> he like, yo, where are you? Could, you can memorize bars? Kev about to go home tonight. I think an album credits, man. I think, too, um, what makes rappers, like, relatable and attracts, I think, us as a whole um, is the way that they talk. It's almost like they're not rapping like you forget that they're rapping and they're having a conversation with you about whatever experience that there is so like i remember Absolutely. we listened to like a big sean interview um and whenever we we find something we send it in a group chat but he was saying how he doesn't even write like he gets mm. his music and he'll have the beat and he'll just flow with the beat and he'll just like <laughs> and he'll just start going with the beat and then he'll just keep going keep going he'll make the concept out and then he'll just flow like that within his within his mind, basically. He doesn't write things down, he said. Um, so I think that, like, especially listening to um, Mando from the Bando, um, it, it's not even like you're rapping. You're just It, it almost yeah. sounds like you're talking. Like I'm just talking to you, right? And, and, that's and that's, I, I think that's where the best rappers come in because I listen to Biggie, and it's not even like he's talking he's rapping like mm -hmm. i'm not trying to figure out what his 16 is exactly and i was trying to listen to a big sean um i think no favors yeah someone here doesn't like that song uh -huh. and i was trying to <laughs> 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 time out time out Paul, yeah, time out he doesn't like eminem i didn't say spot. i didn't like the song he i said like eminem's eminem verse spot. doesn't fit on that song nah <laughs> wait how you feel about it now he ruined that song damn <laughs> have but, you heard that track yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We gotta send Take it. Take a listen, man. listen to it. Get back to us. Eminem ruined that track. I'm gotcha. gonna tell you no right favors, now. Right? Nah, it, it was it was a good it was a good song. Mm -hmm. It was a good verse, it just didn't fit on that song. Gotcha. Keep and going. Yeah, a lot of people agree with that, but the way like I'm trying to figure out Eminem's like structure and like what the fuck like is this a 16 like mm -hmm. this is just a two minute verse of him that shit was dumb writing wow. and it's I don't even like I can't fathom him writing that like mm -hmm. it just. And that I feel like that is the most authentic when you're just saying it and yeah. it automatically relates to yeah. people. Um, that's why I like I like Drake as an artist because yeah, it's too. just automatic. It, it's relatable. Yeah. Um, and your music too is getting is is to that point where like yeah. I'm not checking structure. Yeah. I'm checking for what you're saying, exactly. and it's not. I'm not like one two three four. <laughs> one, two, three, four. It's like right. I'm listening to the concept of yeah. it. I keep doing it. I think that, that creates the best artist in anybody. Thank you. That's yeah. definitely my main thing. Right to now. double down on that, I think also like what I like love in like musicians and rappers in general is more so like the imagery it creates for me. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying you're like you're a storyteller. When I listen to music, I love like be, the the pictures that, that are painting in my mind. Like yeah. I love being able to close my eyes and just vibing out to music. Absolutely. Like shit. Like I'm not thinking Absolutely. about it's a lot of times like sometimes I listen to music. And I won't even hear the bar sometimes. I'd be like, damn, so he's talking some he real shit. Exactly. And then like I'll listen to it back. I'm like, damn, did you hear you, did you hear that wordplay? Like you hear how he just said, you know, how he rhymed orange with porridge or some stupid shit like that. And I'm <laughs> like, that's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like but I love night. just like vibing out to stories, the stories and like the imagery. Mm -hmm. You know, it's crazy. But it's it's yeah. really a talent. Like, not everyone can do it. Like 
Yeah, I tried. I Kevin's trying. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not at all trying. I'm not at all trying. Kevin, stop lying. You I'm sent not us. At all Kevin, us. Right balls he sent love. us a voice memo. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. But nah, seriously, like it's just it's just not for everyone, you yeah, know. I and the people it. who can like just do it naturally, like I respect them. It's yeah. just crazy. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, man. Because like honestly, it gets a lot. It, it gets cluttered a lot of times, you know. Because everybody just wants to be a rapper over the image to the mm-hmm. point where sometimes I don't even like saying I'm a rapper because I don't want them to hear that and think Soldier Boy or one of these goons that mm-hmm. you know just oh, make it. Nah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that to yourself. You ain't Kendrick. Right? Soldier Boy. You better than that. The word you know rapper has such a negative connotation. It does. It does. As soon as you tell them they rap, like they turned off. Yeah, I don't even like to say rapper no more. I like to say artist because that's what I actually am. Like. Like I said, if I wasn't yeah, doing this, better, I would have expressed yeah. it the other way, you know what I'm saying? Or another way. So And you still can, so you should call exactly. yourself an artist. So I'm definitely yeah. an artist, but with that being said, it's therapeutic to me and it should be therapeutic to the listener. You know, it should be like for me, it's like me venting, talking about my problems. Mm-hmm. So when the person hears it, it should be like they in the room with their friend, just smoking, drinking, talking about their problems, and it's just relieve stress you know it makes you feel better like you ain't the only one going through it i'm going through it too like i'm right here you know what i'm saying like so you you kind of feel like damn i really that's my bro man i fuck with city man he really going through it too Mm -hmm. man he ain't just hollywood he ain't trying to like oh i'm a baller and i'm i got this and that like he nah he he down to earth you know what i'm saying like that's that's just the image i want to you know where I'm out here making bangs and bops. <laughs> <too, baby. laughs> I'm listen, bangs and bops. That's why I can't I wait till that drops because you're even going to hear what I'm talking about in that song. Listen, I ain't trapping a day home. in my goddamn life. <laughs> that thing's a joke. I was at the copy and I'm telling y'all, like, niggas almost caught an elbow. I was like, I got bangs and I got bops. Like, man, they with the full press dress shirt on, the, the dress pants, the shoes on. <laughs> looking so at motherfuckers like, it was good. <laughs> I'm gonna be on here for a while. <laughs> you want to cut in? Down. <laughs> nah, man, that's that's, that's up, dope, man. man. Um, so like, what's what's like the upcoming projects, things of like things Gosh, of that nature? Um, well, I was gonna drop a mixtape, like I said, on Christmas, but I pushed it back. But it was gonna be called the Side Puff Boss, mm-hmm. and the reason why I called mm-hmm. it that is because I was like, yo, the brand is taking off right now. The brand is actually Plug that. It seems like the brand is strong. getting a faster head start yeah. than the music, so. I need to go ahead and attach the music to, to the, the brand, brand. Yeah. so Get they know, heat. hey, we're related, homie. Like, we're together in this. So that's kind of what I was I had, actually had another title, and I took the title off. And I was like, nah, I'm going to put this title off strictly. <laughs> like, yeah. It but it still kind of fit because I was just like, this mixtape is another story. How could I tell this story? Because before I was doing a, I was telling a story with my mixtapes too. I was calling it the post-traumatic music series. So it was like, Post-traumatic stress disorder, anybody who's been through some, they, you know, mm-hmm. stressed out or whatever, you know, it's kind of like a, a condition or whatever. But pretty much what I'm saying by calling it that, anybody who listens to my music, if you've been through something traumatic, you should be able to listen to my music, relate to it, get something out of it, even if it's just some comfort, like I said, or some stress relief. So going forward, I wanted to tell a quick story and then get back to that while still keeping that story relevant to this. And that's what I was doing with the Sour Puff Boss. And the, like, just to go deeper into that, the title that we was working with before that was called The Night We Took Off. And the reason why I was calling it that was because, like I said, we was down before this, super down. Yeah. And things just kind of came together, kind of all at once. We had been working at it for a while, but it really came together at a certain point. And from that point, it kind of just all flowed together. So I was like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about 
what was going on in that time period, not necessarily that night, but in that time yeah, period. Yeah, in that, in that, that down night, frame, yeah. In that time frame. So even though I switched the title, it's still technically the same story. I'm telling you, like, the project before this was called Forgive Me If I'm Faded. And it was called that because it's like, damn, if I show up and I'm high, I'm blazed up, you got to forgive me for that because this is what I'm going through. Mm. Everything that's described mm -hmm. on this mixtape. Kevin over there shaking his head like, I I it was crazy. I was going through so much. I showed up to like four funerals, four or five funerals to close loved ones in like an 18 month time span. So I was going through so much. It was like I wasn't even keeping it together. It was like I had to, I had to get a drink just to take the edge off, just to keep the pain like at bay for me to not, you know what I'm saying, deal with this. But, you know, I eventually deal. I'm not saying that's the way to deal with it. Yeah, I'm no, just no, saying no. that's, that's how you what did. it was. Sometimes that's what it takes, though. Like, exactly. That's what it takes. People cope with it. And I ways. realized you, I can't keep doing this. I'm going to kill myself if I keep trying to, you know, medicate myself numb with these drugs, yeah. numb everything with the pain. Pardon me with the drugs. So with that being said, I just put use music as the outlet, and that's what came out. So I say that to say it dropped on November 12, 2013. I remember that because that date was 11, 12, 13. And we was doing that as a representative of this is what was going on in the years, 2011, 2012, 2013. Wow. Now to expand on that, That's this dope. new project, the South Puff Boys or whatever we decide to call it, is pretty much talking about what happened after that in 14, 15, and 16. So Got you. That's pretty much what it is. Damn, you like time. a marketing genius over here. I'm trying to do what I can. <laughs> I'm mad deep about it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, but right. you got in that sour <laughs> power. <laughs> you know, I tell you, it'll take you to outer space, man. Astronauts. Oh, yeah. shit, here we go. Oh, yeah, I forgot we're dealing with Sour Dreamer. I'm a huge space fan, so anytime I hear that word, that's what's up. That's super, that's super creative. Nah, that's dope. Nah, I fuck with that process. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I just want to give him a story, a brand behind it, let him know I'm not just out here making rap songs for nothing. It's just, I'm just trying to express myself, and in me expressing myself, other people could find something in it, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm getting rid of my pain by venting and expressing it. So somebody else could deal with their pain through listening in and feeling like they're not the only one. Because honestly, that helped me. There was times in my life, like I said, when I was super down, yo, I swear there's little lines I could repeat to you that mm -hmm. you would think, why do you like that song? Why do you like that line so much? But it meant so much to me because when I was going through it, oh. that line caught me like, you know. Yo, yeah. Speak on it. I always say like, yo, music tells like the story of our life. Like It does. It's like little like verses or little like songs where it's like you just relate back to a certain point in your life. You're like, damn, I was going yeah, through this. And it always I takes you back. That. Yeah. yeah, it's like, damn, you just like just always relate back, back to, to that it. Moment. And that's what I just wanted to do for people, you know what I'm saying? Make them feel like, hey, you ain't the only one going through it. We've been through it, too. It's nothing. You're going to make it through. Cool out. And that's that. So got you. I like that line. Yeah, you heard that cool out. You heard that cool out. I heard it, too. I was we like, had the cooling out. out. Rock out. Hey. So, you know you got to spit something. Yeah, I was going right? to say, I know. I know you got to spit something. Let's get it. Cool Let's get it. We always got to spit. I ain't mad at it. This nigga, get up. Yo, hold on, wait, before you, you spit, though, <laughs> nigga used to have the fucking the pencils. <laughs> but you would rub the When, when Ryan first yeah. came out, they used to be on the lunch table going in. Everybody was a producer when it came to lunchtime, yeah, man. Yo. Everybody, all you needed was that lunch table, man. You had could make pencils, that grinding beat. Nigga used to go in. Yo, that joint was fire, man. Like, yeah. Man, that brought it back. I remember we used to do that shit and break the lunch table. <laughs> Damn. The, 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 it was everybody doing it, Whoa. though. Oh, it was wow. I was like, you kind of strong. I like broccoli. I like broccoli and shit. You know, I like broccoli. And vegetables, you know. <laughs> asthma medication was pretty strong though. <laughs> Alright. You ready? 
Shoot, I, I don't even know what what y'all want to hear from me because you know I got balls. So just put like, some more. Listen, no, whatever, no listen. not even your best representation. Whatever you want, listen. Whatever you, whatever you want to listen Kev, to hear. Right. That's that was on the mic. All right, I ain't on point, but I'm gonna try to give you something real. I'm gonna try to give y'all something real. All right, like um, hold on, let me think, let me think. I say, yo. It's easy to think you famous. It's harder to work for greatness. These kids nowadays give prevalence to the latest. So if the party started at eight, I'm coming like next Tuesday. It's they like when your life's debated. They love when your life's degraded. They hate when your life's upgraded. Seen every post when updated. They see you, wouldn't say it. They like it, wouldn't play it. Forgive me if I'm faded. My past has just left me jaded, which is exactly why I'm faded. But that was already stated. Without it, so frustrated. The weed helped me evade it. The drinks just kept me wavy. Without it broke out in rages Woke up bitter and angry Took pills when it escalated Just ask the girls that I've dated Or punks I've punched in their faces <laughs> Ask the niggas I blaze with Check the hood I was raised in Inquire around my neighbors They've seen me in different places Going through different phases From business administration Degrees of separation From nine to five occupations Smoking weed like Jamaicans No job but no vacation Street pharmacists with some patients Bear with me Just be patient My dreams is what I'm chasing When I lost my cousin Jason No pain can stand adjacent So I'm completely justified and every move I be making They seen the moves I was making And wondered why I ain't make it I had a chance I ain't take it So hurt that I couldn't face it Feel like I should have been traded To wherever my talents catered My career like King James's I'm aiming higher than eight rings I'm aiming over the roof I started below the basement In life there's no replacements The Lord giveth and taketh Have faith and he'll make a way with Life's whatever you make it You, you go as far as you take it Your vision is how you paint it You see it you better say it I'm done with being complacent My train is just left the station my ship is already sailing my plane is already aiming locating this destination my heart is already pacing my passion behind the chasing ambition is how i'm pacing <clears throat> I'm after number one placement, headlining across the nation, top billing at every station, stop chilling at a temptation. Remember our conversations? Loud music, intoxication. I said that I wanted greatness. I told you I could attain it. How could you not have related? I'm sure our imagination inflated the expectations. I know that our confrontations diluted the motivation. Whatever, I meditated and got myself situated and out of a situation was leading the detonation. They wanna be medicated. I'm trying to be dedicated. They thought I was irritated. I I say they miseducated. I'm sorry I ever waited for hustlers who fever waited. They drive us so hella basic. My life was so devastating. My time was like never vacant. They slack and tired and they lazy. I'm hyper like ventilating. World Wrestling Federation every week was an altercation. Got into it on occasions. They walked away with abrasions. These terms is never for layman's. My dudes, I made all my payments. I'm fed up with all that fake shit. I'm really about to go ape shit. This here ain't even a song. I'm really making a statement. It's more like a proclamation. I'm really. It's really an explanation, explaining how I'm behaving. My thoughts, representation, my feelings, manifestation, my self-realization. It's more than an obligation. It's more like a declaration. Some people thought I had made it. I knew it soon as I prayed it. Damn. Good night. Good night. Good night. On that one. Ring the bell. Wait, time out. You got to follow Kev on IG. That nigga, he about to bite that whole <laughs> He about to what? bite that shit. Kev's face was like, I think I'm going to do something else. Yeah, see, Kev, with that. Kev had the voice recorder under the table. Like, 
He's going to be practicing that for his girl. Like, I've been, been right there on the side, baby. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, you said devastated, right? You said devastated or complicated. Which one he said? They were filming you for a reason. I knew that. They for a reason. They were filming you for a reason. Oh, look, you got three bots. We filming you for a reason. We filming you for a reason. Good looking, bro. That was fire. Good looking. That was a song. That came from a song I did called Greatness. That was one of the tracks off Forgive Me If I'm Faded. But yeah, I had to bring it back to that because I was like, week is an altercation. What? But it's like, like you said, the best representation. I was like, that's probably the best representation you're going to get. It's like, I, I tell people, if you hear that and you don't like that, you're not going to like nothing I put out. So you might as well go oh, ahead. Fan. <laughs> For real. Like, if you like that, you're going to like everything else. If you don't like that, you're that's not going to like it. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Like yeah, what's that called? That's greatness. 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 Yes. Yes. Put that that's on. definitely. Mm-hmm. We got to put that on the well, cool. I ain't finished cleaning off my car yet. I got it halfway cleaned. I'm about to go back and clean it off tonight with the rest of it. <laughs> I got a halfway copy written, so we good, man. Just give me a copy. <laughs> if you make you money get, off it, hey, just give me you something, man. I'm like, with you. You got to get it, the whole copyright because Kevin's going to fuck around oh and take God that. God almighty. <laughs> But nah, man, like, bro, like, we appreciate you coming through. Like, thank you, man. I appreciate y'all for having you coming. Super love. Before you go, shout out your IG, your social media, gotcha. all that shit. Plug everything. All right. You could plug in City, C I T R, on Instagram. It might come up, it might not. This but nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why I say that though. I'm gonna tell. I'm not done. I'm gonna tell you why I say that because I had changed my Instagram name to Money Making Mondo to promote the video, right? But I still kept city in the description. So, you know, sometimes if you type in the actual name of the person, not even the username, it'll come up faster sometimes. Mm. So I tell people that, C-I-T-I. What's the at name, though? But the at name, yes. The at name is at money making Mondo. Money underscore making without the G underscore Mondo. M-A-N-D-O. So y'all can, can find your me. music on SoundCloud? Y'all can find the music on SoundCloud. All you got to do is uh, go to SoundCloud and type in city stars. Excuse we'll put me. that up there. We'll, we'll put it on the cool and out page. So they can exactly. And if y'all want, y'all can follow the Sour Puff Boys. You could just hashtag the Sour Puff Boys. You'll find the page. If not, it's the Sour Puff Boys 212. And you'll be able to find me through them. You know, you can watch the Money Making Mondo video on YouTube. All you got to do is type in Money Making Mondo. You know, it's a lot of ways, but definitely, Shit. definitely Instagram. I think is my computer just exploded way. a little bit. <laughs> nah, we definitely well, appreciate you coming through. Yeah, and thank you. You man, had to spit some, y'all. though. Because if you did. How you not? Nah, you spit some fire. Because if you didn't, we'd look at you sideways. <laughs> I feel you. But, I talked all this shit. But nah, like you did. That shit was fire. He started green eggs and ham, nigga. What? Green eggs and <laughs> ham. Lamb, lamb. I go ham, nigga. My nigga Kev is better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. We, we fucks with you. We, we appreciate thank you. Thank you. Thank you want to come back man, up here, real. man? You're always welcome. Word, yeah, man. Y'all um, definitely. And if you have that event, invite, yeah, y'all get yeah, the first invite to, to those event. events. Shit. Y'all definitely in there. Word. So we all won't Brought remember how we get too, home. Man, I gotta hit y'all with some more. Uh, later, that's the new stuff, man. I want to make sure I, I got a family. I can't talk about these things. I mean, it's just a gift, man. Nah, I fuck with you. I fuck with you. I fuck with you. Word. Nah. Yeah, that that'll get you right for this V Day weekend, man. Word. Oh yeah. Nigga like word. Nigga like I said no before, but like word. Shall keep you and the missus oh, happy. Okay. I promise. Okay. <laughs> gotta keep them happy. But now, nah, as always, if y'all fuck with us, y'all love us, y'all support us. What they gotta do, Kev? Rate. How many times rate, they gotta do it? They gotta keep rate, doing it, right? Rate. They gotta keep. Rate, rate. They gotta rate. Rate. They gotta share. Y'all gotta subscribe. You can share with whoever the fuck you want to share with, but just share it, you know. Just make sure y'all push the Cool Now brand, push it out to the world. If y'all really fuck with us, just, you know, get it out there, you know. 
But until next week, this is Coolin' Out. Stay cool. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. We coolin' out. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. We coolin' out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.